0: It's time for the show that scours the globe for news that interests you. We've scoured a few other planets, too. Didn't find much. Coming to you almost live from their command center just beneath the Earth's crust, here's Jeremy Bray and Wesley Faulkner with Global Geek News. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Global Geek News Podcast. This is episode number 72 of the Global Geek News Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jeremy Bray, alongside my co-host, Wesley Faulkner. How's it going, Wesley? Things are going well.
1: Um, It's been a nice, long three-day weekend, and I'm actually looking forward to the week ahead.
0: Well, lucky you. You got a three-day weekend. Mine was just a normal weekend. Uh, Oh, sorry to hear that.
1: (laughs) Well, not terribly
0: normal, because you did have a birthday. Yeah, but even that still turned into a normal Saturday, just about. But, yeah. Yeah, it was... I'm another year older, another year closer to death. whoop do. doo <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've never been one to put much stock into birthdays or even a whole lot of holidays, for that matter.
1: Yeah, well, it is an excuse to be a little selfish, though.
0: Yeah, but it's also an excuse as to where I have to see family that I don't care to see. Oh, Okay,
1: well, then, yes, that could, as long as they bear
0: gifts, at least that, that uh, lessens the blow a little bit. Yeah, as long as they bring cash, it doesn't, it's not that big a deal, but if they don't bring cash, then it's like, okay, this day sucked. Well. But, anyway, um, yeah, so did you do anything, go to see any big firework shows or anything?
1: Actually, No. Didn't even look for fireworks. I saw a couple while driving from one place to another, but didn't watch any TV shows um, that were featuring fireworks or anything like that. Didn't go and seek them out. It's just that um, it seems like the crowds are more trouble to deal with than is, is worth it to to fight to see fireworks outside. Um, all the good spots are taken, traffic is hectic, and um, it's, uh, I, I end up leaving angrier than when I started. So
0: um,
1: I just enjoyed the time off instead of and celebrated in my own little way.
0: Yeah, I've never been one to go to firework shows and stuff. I've always just shot off my own fireworks, and this is the first year that I didn't shoot any off, which kind of a strange feeling, but... Ended up having to stay inside with the dog because he's deathly afraid of fireworks, which wasn't too bad. Watched a couple of TV shows, worked on one of my netbooks for a little while, and got to watch the movie 21, which is... I don't know how many times I've seen that movie. That's going to be like the fifth time I've seen that movie. I don't know why, but I like that movie. You gamble at all? Once in a while I'll do a little bit of poker, but I've never been a huge blackjack person. Once in a while, I'll play a game or two, but usually that's just on little handheld poker game machines that we happen to get every so often. Hmm. Okay. Yeah,
1: I used to be huge in the blackjack. Now, Texas Hold'em is my game.
0: Yeah, that, that's kind of the way I've gone, too. But, uh, I don't know. I never seem to find a whole lot of people that seem to be into blackjack anymore it's like everybody's all poker yeah poker so it's, it's a new fun game <laughs> yeah it, it, it's nice every once in a while but what it, I, don't, I don't know most of the time i probably spend when i'm playing card games and stuff it's usually poker but once in a while i like a good game of blackjack but anyway we've got a whole bunch of stories well the usual number of stories plus several tips of the week which all of which you can find at globalgeeknews.com so feel free to follow along with us as we go through our stories starting with YouTube has apparently been hacked and it's mainly to target Justin Bieber videos
1: yeah this is this is insane because of how easy it was so basically uh, hackers put in in their comment sense uh, system uh, a script and it was being executed on on uh, and as uh, so a just a simple cross site scripting uh, um, hole that they took advantage of. I would think that they would they would be better at this by now, especially with uh, all the web properties that they own, uh, that they would catch something like this. Especially since there's so much uh, so much focus has been on cross site sh- uh, scripting bugs and and holes.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised that nobody's managed to even find this before uh, in the hacking community or whatever. Apparently somebody realized, oh hey, I can put some malformed HTML into the comments and inject my own script in there and as soon as this was discovered, well 4chan decided to have a whole lot of fun with it. They kind of flooded all the Justin Bieber videos and made it as to where when you went to watch a video it would do anything from redirecting them to um, like a porn site to calling them not so nice names and
1: All or saying that Justin Bieber is dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that was the entertaining one. I don't know, apparently they redirected some people to One Man, One Jar. I'm not sure I necessarily want to know what that one means.
1: Yeah, I'm, I did not look that up.
0: <laughs> yeah, if, if that's anything like a two girls, one cup kind of thing, I don't want to know. But at the same time, I'm kind of surprised that I don't know about it. I'd never yeah. heard of it. Which, that kind of surprises me. But yeah, I, I'm really... Th- Surprised. Apparently YouTube had everything fixed within about two hours. I guess it took them an hour to realize kind of what was going on and to uh, hide all the comments, and then about two hours to come up with at least a temporary fix until they can get something a little bit more permanent done. So yeah, I'm guessing there's got to the- be some other vulnerabilities until or something else that can be done... From ha- by hackers until they get like a real permanent fix in there.
1: Yeah, lucky for me, this was the one day I didn't do a search for Justin Bieber and look at his videos, so <laughs> I was safe.
0: I've never seen a Justin Bieber video. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, also, surprisingly, they didn't do anything worse. Apparently all of the reports are just redirects and some videos, but nothing uh, terribly malicious was done.
0: Yeah, I don't know. i I wouldn't expect anything too horribly malicious out of 4chan unless you, like, pissed 4chan off. But, yeah, something like forwarding people to one man, one jar, or saying that Justin Bieber's dead, that that makes sense coming out of 4chan. But 4chan doesn't usually do too much in the way of something malicious unless you go after them first.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I wouldn't want to mess with them, uh, and uh, and and they can hit the big guys, even Google. So um, no one's safe because they'll find a way if they if they really 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 want to.
0: Yeah, that's why everybody on the internet knows you don't screw with 4chan, because yeah. that's probably the one group of people that could actually take down the entire internet if they wanted to.
1: Yeah, I think they're pretty elite users. I mean, these aren't just run-the-mill people messing around. These are people probably with full-time jobs um, inside of Google and inside of Microsoft and inside of Facebook and all the major web properties. They probably know exactly how to hit people because they have a lot of inside information.
0: Well, I don't remember their exact uh, statistics because I believe it was came out of the TED conference because Moot or that's the name that the guy goes by that Founded the site, said that they're the largest bunch of forums on the internet. They get I don't know how many like tens of millions of views a month and whatever, and it's kind of impressive if you ever go there and see what they have going on there. But at the same time, it's very not safe for work.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely don't go there unless you uh, have like also a a firewalled browser. You- you, you don't want to
0: expose yourself to that website. Yeah, that, that's one of the dark corners of the internet that you kind of want to be careful of. I gotta say, they have they are starting to do a little bit better of about patrolling some of the stuff that, that's on there, trying to keep some of the more illegal stuff off of there, which is good. But speaking of hacking, apparently huh. there's some developers that are hacking iTunes accounts.
1: Yeah, so Apple is vulnerable. And um, so when the, 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 the hack was made um, that if you purchase a small, uh, cheap little app and you think it's it's inexpensive, um, the same app can then purchase other apps that are more expensive um, that are made by the same developer to kind of funnel cash towards them and also to boost their status in the iTunes marketplace.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of curious how this whole hack works. That apparently, when somebody buys a developer's apps, they're able to get enough information about them, or something that, or they have direct access to their accounts that they can purchase other apps. in, well, in place it, of the it, user, it,
1: it could be a part of the in an uh, app purchase system that they would be able to cache the credentials of the, uh, of the iTunes account. Um, and then instead of purchasing add-ons for that application, they're able to pr- purchase full apps. Um, at least that would be
0: my guess. Hmm. Could be, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm guessing they've got to have some way, they've got to be using some kind of like a key logger or something to figure out your password and stuff. Because I know with like my iPod Touch, if I go more than a little bit without between purchases, it'll ask me for to enter my password again. So I'm guessing they must have figured some way around that. Or, well, I really don't know how things work with in-app purchases, but I'm guessing right. they probably figured some way out around that. As to where there's a whole bunch of people all over the world that are getting charged all kind of kinds of money between $100 and $1,400 buying all kinds of these low cost apps from like 1 to 3 dollars all the way up to 90 plus dollars which in turn runs these apps all the way up to the top of the um, most purchased apps or whatever in the I, in the app store so everybody else sees oh hey these are popular apps I should check them out then they go get them and then of course they end up getting hacked
1: yeah and so uh, a good rule of thumb, if you have seen this on your account, or if you're afraid that this might happen, to go and change your uh, iTunes password. And uh, on this site, it says to call or email Apple, but as a person who has um, been a victim of erroneous iTunes purchases, um, saying that I don't have an Apple product, (laughs) and then um, someone spent over $600 in iTunes, um, it's better just to go straight to the credit card company and dispute those charges.
0: Yeah, I'd probably, I don't know who I'd call first. Well, with me, I don't think they can necessarily get away with this for me without me knowing it right away, just because I have my iTunes account linked to my PayPal account, so the second I purchase something, or something gets purchased, I immediately get an email telling me what got purchased, for how much, and whatever, and even then it usually takes like a day or so before the purchase ever hits my bank so i usually Mm -hmm. have enough of a notice that i can get something stopped before something bad happens at least with itunes
1: yeah which is good um and uh I, i wonder how hard it would be to set up something like that that you did
0: yeah, in my case, you know, it's not too bad. I mean, just whenever you have a site that you do a lot of buying from, if they have an option of having a default account for um, who you pay with, just automatically set it as like PayPal or whatever, or if there's oh. another service that essentially does the same thing, like a Google checkout or like whatever Amazon's payment system or Visa's payment system that we talked about. What was it last week or whatever. Okay. But, okay, yeah. so
1: okay. So it's not something like... Uh, so you just use PayPal as an option instead
0: of... Right. Ads.
1: I don't know how it works with iTunes, so I didn't know that you could even do that.
0: Uh-huh. Yep. That, that's the way I have it done. That's That way I've got multiple emails about everything, and I make sure that everything's... The way it should be. Just a nice way of keeping you from getting hacked. Although, I probably shouldn't have said that my iTunes account was connected to my PayPal account. (laughs) I don't know if that was a good idea or not. But at least it's a suggestion for everybody out there that wants to try and keep an eye on stuff rather than having it maybe directly to their credit card and then not find out until their credit card statement shows up at the end of the month.
1: Yeah, this is huge for Apple. This is something that I'm wondering what they're going to reply officially and say, um, because they've touted their walled garden, and they've really dissed Android's marketplace of saying that it's the wild, wild west. Um, But uh, seeing as they are one of the most popular app stores, uh, this is something that they're going to have to find a way to uh, really, really make sure that people feel safe using it especially since it is attached to directly to people's accounts in some cases.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of curious to know how this happened, that it got past their walled garden and what exactly they're going to do to try and remedy the situation. And I'm also kind of curious to know how vulnerable like the Android marketplace is or the BlackBerry marketplace, whatever it's called, or the Windows Mobile marketplace and whatever... Just to know, I'm just curious how vulnerable they are to this same kind of scheme, if it's possible to do with them. I know with Windows Phone 7, there won't be in-app purchases right away, so assuming that is how the hack occurred, I'm guessing that won't be a problem, or at least not right away on Windows Phone 7 devices.
1: Yeah, well, the only way to prevent something like this is to have vendors submit source instead of submit binaries. Which uh, I don't think anybody would be feel comfortable doing that.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. What I'm kind of wondering is, like, with the case of Google a couple of weeks ago, they yanked a bunch of apps off of, of people's phones that were um, supposedly there was like some security related issues and stuff. I'm kind of curious to know if Apple is going to be doing the same thing with people who purchased these apps if they're going to be going in and yanking them off of people's phones and iPods and stuff and iPads.
1: Well, they better. Yeah, that's something they have to do if it poses a threat. Um, I guess they could could limit it on the other end, but um, uh, saying that if there's a purchase from this app, block it. But it's they should just probably remove all those publishers' applications from devices too.
0: Yeah, but I fear that if they do that, that's going to open up a whole nother can of worms. Yeah, well,
1: it's a responsible thing to do. Let's just say that.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of interesting things, apparently there's a new TV show just for BitTorrent that has become a huge success.
1: Yeah, the show is called Pioneer One, and it was distributed uh, through Voto. Uh, which is uh, some sort of distribution platform that I'm not familiar with, but
0: yeah, it voodoo be,
1: is. Um, oh, it's voodoo. It's like voodoo, like like the.
0: Uh, I, I'm guessing that's supposed to be, voodoo. Well, maybe voodoo spelled V-U-D-O. Now that I yeah. or V-U-D-U, I can't think of how they spell their little set-top box thing now. That's basically it's two O's. I think. I think it's two O's. Voodoo. Is it- Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to Google this to make sure before it (laughs) drives me nuts.
1: Well, it's
0: spelled Uh, Vodo. (laughs) Uh, V-U-D-U. Okay. So so this is Vodo, whatever that is. Yeah. So it's strictly
1: over, uh, like BitTorrent P2P networks, and um, I have not heard of it before this reading this article. I have it downloaded and sitting on my hard drive. Hope to check it out, but I think the... The plot line is that um, the, there's some sort of uh, radiation emanating across the whole of North America. And um, some agents have been tasked to go out and find the source of the threat. And uh, so they're wearing radioactive suits and they're out there trying to figure out what's going on.
0: Yeah, th- this is one of those small little independent projects with just a group of a couple of guys doing it or whatever, yet it's managed to get more than a million downloads in two weeks, making it more popular than the new episodes of like True Blood, Family Guy, and Doctor Who that released in the same time period, which, that's pretty impressive for something that's BitTorrent only, that a lot of people have never heard of. I Before this, I hadn't heard of it, and I plan on going to go download it after we get done tonight, just because BitTorrent and Skype don't play well. Or let mm-hmm. me put it this way: BitTorrent and my router don't play well if I want to use anything else at the same time. Yeah, but yeah.
1: and apparently they raise twenty thousand dollars for the next three episodes, which they'll be starting. Uh, they'll be filming that starting in September.
0: Yeah, apparently they're asking. They have an option for donations when you download the movie. or There's an option on their website or whatever, and. Out of the millions of downloads, they've managed to raise twenty thousand dollars, which is apparently enough to get um, pre-production going for the first for the next three episodes. And now, so now they're working on writing those. They've got to cast the new characters and just figure out what kind of cameras they're going to get and everything else. Which I don't know why you wouldn't use the same cameras as you used before. That seems a little odd to me, unless you're wanting to do some kind of a major upgrade. But, yeah, I'm kind of surprised at just how well this seems to be taking off, considering the fact that big media doesn't want to have anything to do with BitTorrent, with, the, with a couple of small exceptions. I think maybe the BBC is using BitTorrent to an extent.
1: Yeah, this is definitely going to be something that will legitimize BitTorrent and uh, also you know, have one of those cases of why it should never be blocked, especially when we're talking about net neutrality.
0: Yeah, it's going to definitely turn some heads, and if these couple of guys are getting this kind of popularity with like no press or anything until this kind of came out, you know that there's going to be some big Hollywood studios that are going to be looking to hire them, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if you got, you know, Crap My Dad Says on Twitter that gets a few followers, uh, this is a pretty lengthy video, and it it gets over a million downloads. Uh, They're definitely going to garner the attention of some studio. Um, What they also plan on doing with the money raised is to have steady episode releases, which is good. Um, so it it won't be sporadic and it'll be a pretty good interval of uh, once a week or once every two weeks or whatever that interval interval will be.
0: Yeah, apparently there's people that are already a little antsy to watch the next episode, saying, "Gee, it's been a week. There should have been another episode by now."
1: Mm-hmm. So that's so good. I'm gonna check it out. Hopefully, it's good.
0: Yeah, if if it's getting that, if it's getting more downloads than True Blood, it's got to be pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of um, peer-to-peer and stuff like that, apparently the RIAA has said that they are sending over a million copyright infringement warnings per year.
1: Yeah. So they started um, back in October 2008, um, and from their statistics, um, they sent over a million notices in a year, but these are just... Once again, these are warnings. These aren't actual uh, threats of lawsuit directly. Um, this is a warning saying, hey, we see that you're doing this suspicious behavior. Um, and a good chunk of those warnings went through uh, universities and colleges in the United States.
0: Yeah, for quite a while there, they were pretty much targeting almost solely universities and stuff because – with them, they know that they can get a whole lot more cooperation, especially mm-hmm. now that... that um, Oh, no, I can't think of the name of the act here. It's somewhere towards the bottom of the article. Uh, the Higher Education Opportunity Act of 2008 finally went into effect starting this month, saying that if schools don't do anything to keep people from doing any illicit file sharing on campus, they can lose their funding.
1: Yeah, also it threatens the student um, that they could lose their uh, their opportunity for federal student loans um, if they are found in violation of, of the act too.
0: Yeah, and usually when they're doing stuff like this the university has their policy for using the school's networks that you're not going to be doing stuff like this or whatever that they make you sign at when you first start the school or at the first of a new semester or school year or whatever, and those say that if you violate that, you can get suspended or expelled or whatever. So by the R.I.A.A. sending messages there, that that's going to get a whole lot more people's attention, and it's actually going to do something more as far as getting people to stop downloading, since it seems to be that, like, around colleges and stuff are the biggest areas for having a lot of illicit file sharing.
1: Yeah, but also, um, I think it's less illicit file sharing in in colleges, but I think it's innovation. It's just, uh, because, like, if you look how Facebook started, it started in a dorm room. You look at how Dell started, it started in a dorm room. Uh, Colleges are usually the hotbed of development and um, forward thinking. So I think this restriction specifically focusing on university networks, because um, in some cases this is uh, privately held networks of the university, Um, why should they be any different than a Comcast or a Time Warner? I think this is... Uh, I understand that they they feel that most of the infringements are on the networks, but if you look at the whole, even though a big chunk went to universities, it was it uh, over a quarter of a million? Um, uh, it's still uh, less than the outstanding other networks, which have to be non-university. mm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of curious to know. I'd like to see some statistics as far as how many people change their piracy habits based on getting these warnings especially now that they've stopped suing people so essentially they're just sending these legal warnings but they're not gonna sue you in the end unless maybe you're like sharing like a million songs or something yeah they could be making just
1: better pirates People are uh, better able to cover up their tracks.
0: Yeah, I know that's what I would do if one of those